Welcome to the Bioinnovation Spotlight at Life Science Org. I'm your host, Dr. David Kirk, and I talk to the people behind early stage translational life science across Europe whose innovative research today may be the blockbusters and game changing technologies of tomorrow. This podcast is produced for Life Science Org, a community where European life science CEOs, founders, and investors can connect, share, and engage with one another. Life Science Org community members get exclusive early access to these episodes, as well as a network of their peers, regular expert insights, and sessions with leaders in life science, as well as useful resources for life science executives. Join the conversation at www.lifescienceorg.com. Welcome to a very special episode of Bioinnovation Spotlight because we are live and in London. I'm joined by Oliver Vince and Glenn Gowers, the co-founders of Basecamp Research, a company that's building a vast database of ethically sourced genome sequences from nature, helping biodiversity guardians, enabling biotech innovators, and supporting a platform for machine learning driven protein design. Glenn, Ollie, it's great to have you here. Let's start with yourself, Glenn. What were you doing before Basecamp? Yeah, so hi, I'm Glenn, uh, one of the co-founders of, of Basecamp Research, you said, and before this, uh, I did a undergrad in biochemistry. That's actually where I met Ollie uh, back in Oxford, coming on for 10 years ago, I think now. After that uh, biochemistry degree, I went and did a PhD, moved to London, uh, and did a PhD in synthetic biology. And really, that was towards metabolic engineering, working alongside um, some, some partners in GSK um, to design new yeast organisms to create new molecules. And specifically, these were um, small molecule therapeutics. And you know, within that, there's, there's kind of a really interesting uh, kind of point there where we're taking all these amazing genes from all these amazing different organisms in nature um, and feeling very dissatisfied, I guess is the word, that we couldn't find uh, the right genes that can make the right impact um, on the throughput uh, of, the, of the molecules that we were trying to make. Um, so that was kind of my journey into Basecamp. We founded Basecamp um, after I finished that PhD. Um, and I guess I'll let Ollie, Ollie talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Ollie. I'm uh, the other co-founder of Basecamp Research. My background is a bit different. I come from an engineering and data science background working. Uh, my, my undergrad was in general engineering, so I worked across a whole host of different disciplines, but then moved into the biosciences for my PhD, where I worked on cancer research um, and using um, engineering to design new drug delivery systems uh, for various different uh, types of tumor. So that was very, very interesting, but the, the company really came out of an expedition that we ran uh, to Iceland in our uh, sort of during the third year of our PhD. Uh, this was a project where we, went, we aimed to become the first team ever to do fully off-grid DNA sequencing. Uh, while it was a, you know, a bit of an experiment at the time, the, uh, the, the main outcome of the whole project was the sheer diversity of new life we were able to find in nature in these extreme environments. That got the brain cogs whirring and sort of uh, base camps evolved from that point today. Yeah, so at a high level, you know, really in, within the sort of biotech industry and from our own experiences, we really see two major problems. The first is the discovery of new biochemistries and, and kind of the lack of new diversity that we see um, out there in public data. And then kind of attached to that, but, but separate still, is the understanding of new biochemistries. And, you know, all the, say, proteins that are out there in public data sets, you know, only about 0.03% of it are fully annotated. And we see that as a real bottleneck um, for the biotech industry. And you know, if you're trying to develop a new organism to produce a new therapeutic or design a new protein for a new um, application in materials or chemicals or anything like that, you know, finding new ways of doing that and understanding how the current things that you have uh, are operating are both really important problems to solve. 
So Basecamp really uh, is about the information that we understand about nature. So we, we aim to discover more information, so focusing on new biochemi biochemical diversity, biochemical functional diversity in nature, and then using our sort of in silico focus, using our computational focus to improve the understanding of that information we capture from nature. So it's not just about finding more, it's about understanding the context of what you find in nature. We focus on understanding information by understanding the relationships between what we find, trying to replicate the natural environment in which we find the organisms, the molecules, the proteins within nature, that increased information density is what allows us to understand protein function, protein properties in a very complex way uh, that we've never been able to do before. And we've had some really, really exciting early results on that so far. And that kind of leads us on nicely to my next question, which is what are you doing that hasn't been done before? Uh, and this is it, putting nature into context. Uh, how does Basecamp use this information uh, to help, uh, as we mentioned in the introduction, uh, biodiversity uh, guardians and biotech innovators. So, so uh, biodiversity always has been the greatest source of biotechnology. When you know, hundreds of years ago, biotechnology was beer; it was fermentation. That was all. You know, your your ability to do biotechnology was improved by your understanding of biodiversity. We believe that the link between biodiversity and biotechnology has been fundamentally lost. Biotechnology companies today do not have access to new bio, biodiversity, new biochemistries found in nature. At Basecamp Research, we're aiming to unblock that uh, that pipeline to allow all of the big companies in the world and all of the small companies in the world to access the relevant parts of biodiversity from all across the world in a very simple, uh, fast and efficient way. Uh, that's the sort of aim to all of that. But then the another bottleneck that we're looking to solve is the sort of uh, validation pipeline. At the moment in every company in every part of the world, you have to build expensive labs to uh, validate everything that you, you find in nature. We're aiming to build the uh, first computational pipeline for understanding complex function in silico. Glenn, there's obviously a, a, a regulatory element to all of this as well, because the Nagoya Protocol determines uh, how. It's a really interesting problem space. And if we look back to 2014, um, when a lot of this regulation was built, uh, I think the initial intention really was out of an opportunity that we really could tie together the value that biotech is creating with what is out there inherently in nature. Um, and the Nagoya Protocol being set up as a way to build that value chain to, to support that, to, to facilitate more interaction. Now, I think, you know, as maybe a lot of your listeners will know, that hasn't happened and, and that has broken down and led to um, perhaps less innovation happening. We've even heard of some people you know, binning samples if they were collected after 2014 because they weren't compliant. So we at Basecamp, we, we do see it a bit differently. So of course it has shut down that industry to date, but we see it as a, as a big opportunity moving forward. You know, in the next uh, sort of wave of innovation that will happen within biotech, that's going to come from a lot of the data and the DNA sequencing that's gonna happen in the next two years, not the previous 10 years necessarily. And so we have an opportunity to fix that pipeline. So from regulatory standpoint here, you know, the, the biggest problem we find is around traceability and how you, know, you can connect uh, a, a protein or a DNA sequence or an organism that's discovered all the way through to, to kind of product development. And the way that we structured our database facilitates that entirely. Um, so every time we work with a partner um, on the commercial side, downstream any biotech companies, you know, we have full traceability all the way back to exactly where that sample was collected, when, how, and under what permit. 
And linked to that, of course, as, as Ollie was mentioning, you know, we, we work closely with our biodiversity partners. And in fact, half the company uh, is dedicated only to that function, which is to make sure we, we build a good relationship. We have a benefit sharing uh, arrangement upfront, negotiated, ready to go, um, that's suitable for commercialization, so that we kind of, once it's in the database, we don't have to worry about it. And we don't have to retrospectively go and negotiate any of these things. But you know, to, 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 to very shortly answer your question, it requires building it again at day one. And that's really what we're focusing on. For biodiversity partners, we offer a cut of the benefits, so a, 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 the ability to commercialize their biodiversity, to find commercial benefit, uh, financial benefit from their biodiversity. We also uh, have programs where we aim to increase bioliteracy, so we aim to uh, provide training, provide equipment, and aiming to get these countries and the researchers, the scientists within each country, up to the point where they're un able to understand and value their own biodiversity, not have Western scientists fly into each country to do that for them. And then on the other side, we aim to provide the speed and the legal clarity necessary for these uh, large corporates and these sort of small startups and everyone in between to access that uh, information uh, in a very, very fast and efficient way. Really trying to unblock that pipeline to provide benefit for everybody. The Nagoya Protocol was set up to provide that benefit. Everybody's sort of gone against it, but we hope to be the first company that finds true financial benefit in increased biodiversity for a biotechnology application. Wow. I, I like the spirit behind it, and as well, that kind of spirit of uh, coming together is exemplified by the two of you being co-founders and uh, co-CEOs, I believe. Yeah, it's something that, you know, we, we've known each other for 10, well, probably a bit longer than that now, coming on 10 years, I suppose. Um, and we've worked on just so many different projects together um, throughout those years. And so, you know, it's been very natural for us to find that sort of right balance um, in how we work. And, you know, it felt very artificial for us to maybe take what could be considered a more traditional route and have a very, very, you know, clear definition split roles. Um, and, you know, we'll see how that evolves over time. For us, it's, it's really a matter of doing first principle thinking. That's something that we really kind of instill within the company and part of the culture that we have here. Um, that, you know, we, we do things when they make sense and we don't fix it unless it's broken. Yeah, I think one of the most uh, powerful parts has been the confidence um, that we've gained from so many different areas of working together. I mean, we try and think about uh, running a company, like running an expedition. On an expedition, you need to be fully safe, you need to be well-fed, you need to be well-rested, and that allows you to do the best work, to push yourself to, to always be in a good state. And I think the same is true in a company. You need everyone to be well-fed, well-rested, well-motivated, understand the alignment, understand where we're going, understand all the different parts of uh, what's going on around them, and to be fully equipped for it. And I think also on an expedition and the kind of way we try to build the company is not like a traditional sort of uh, CEO, CTO setup where you sort of self-profess to be the best in the company and then you sort of hire lots of people below you to sort of turn the handle. We have genuinely tried to hire every single person in the company as far better than us at every application that we do. And that leads to an incredibly exciting place to be, an incredibly exciting environment that we're learning stuff every day from the people that are around us. Mm -hmm. And importantly, the, the amazing new ideas are coming from the edges of our network, the edges of that web, uh, rather than sort of coming always from us and relying on us to be there to support us all. We, we support everybody in, in what they do and aim to provide them and allow them to do the best work of their lives. I guess being well-fed is a figurative thing there. <laughs> no, we do do a nice company lunch on Monday. <laughs> Looking towards the future, um, what impact do you hope to have with Basecamp in uh, 12 months' time? Or another way of putting this, and the way I like to ask this question is, what problems do you hope to be worrying about in 12 months' time? So I, I believe that at Basecamp we have uh, the first real opportunity to understand complex function of proteins in silico. 
Um, what that means is the ability to take a protein sequence or a protein uh, structure and understand exactly what it's going to do in any environment, any tank, any fermentation system before you even go and validate it. And we believe that's possible with our data set, with our information capture, because of the extra context that we have for each of the proteins that we collect. We're not just collecting a list, we're not just collecting a um, sort of random catalogue of what we find in nature. It's the way we context, the way we try and reconstruct the intelligence of nature in silico that allows us to try and design for these different functions. Yeah, and I think it, it's really been an incredible uh, kind of last six months from a technological standpoint where we've come and the results that we've got today we're, we're really really impressed with and i think for the next year i think it's gonna be really exciting to see how that translates into new better products uh, that we can work with our partners on um, that are more successful in in whatever kind of downstream development process there is so i, I think we're in for a really really exciting next 12 months um on, on the kind of partnership and commercial side as well as of course on the biodiversity side we've got some really amazing partnerships in the pipeline that should massively scale the kind of data inputs to the company so um there's a lot happening. There's a lot of excitement uh, in the AI uh, cross with biotech space. Um, and I think it's still finding its feet, to be honest, when you compare it to other sectors where AI has been applied very successfully. We're starting to see a lot of success in the drug discovery space, but not really in the sort of industrial biotechnology space yet. Um, my personal perspective is that AI is, is great, as it, but it is fundamentally it's a pattern recognition tool. It's a great pattern recognition tool, but that's all it is. Once you have to, so we focus at data, base camp research on building the information set from which you can recognize the patterns. We make sure the patterns are within the data set to be recognized, then the AI is applied as a sort of second step to, add, to extract those patterns, not the other way around. Yeah, and I think just you know one other angle to mention around Basecamp Research is uh, the platform nature here. So when I say sort of commercial um, success in helping our partners uh, develop better and, and newer products, we really mean that across all sectors, and that's really in, in how we've been building the company, um, both operationally but also from a technological standpoint. Really broad, really generalizable tools that can be applied, whether your protein is there to make a better plastic, degrade another plastic, or uh, or make a biofuel, or on the other side, make a therapeutic, um, or even itself be a therapeutic. You know, these are all generalizable tools, and that's something incredibly excited about. Wonderful. Thank you both for joining me on Bioinnovation Spotlight. Hopefully we'll catch up again in a year's time and see how far you've come. Thanks for having us. It's been Thank a lot you fun. for having us. It's been a lot of fun. If you are an early stage life science company or translational project ready to spin out and you're based in Europe, you can get on the show by going to lifescienceorg.com forward slash bioinnovation. Talk to you soon.